0: Welcome to Songs That Don't Suck with your host, Mark Bradbourne. Thank you, Zach, and welcome, everybody, to Episode 5 of Songs That Don't Suck. I am your aging Gen Xer and music aficionado, Mark, and I thank you for joining me again this week. Obviously, we've got some new music to talk about. We've got a couple of stories and... Just some observations from the past week. And later in the episode, Jenna is going to join me for an artist spotlight. So this week, I did some things differently in the full podcast, and I'm going to try and do them here. And we'll see how it works out. I don't know if it's going to work as well as I think it did in the full episode. Because this is, of course, the Cliff Notes version that doesn't have any music embedded in it. If this is the your first track I've gotten for you this, this week is to how I find out music, is each week I listen to Doobie, three to five hundred songs is called the from Spotify's Pair. new music playlist. She is born in the Philippines, raised will in London, listen to every one of the songs if you've for heard at least her name seconds, may have been the familiar with her first I hit, hit by. which was I the think six years ago, to. the whole track was called Coffee. I'll add them to a temporary playlist, and then I'll go back and review them, and I'll pick the best of the best, and that's how on the podcast. Um... When now, I was in college I started I'm as a music major mood percussion major affects in particular, the particularly that I listen and what if I'm picking my memory serves me correctly and this week this is a samba um, beat very that kind of holds week, down of things rhythmically stuff going here. on um and it sets a really nice foundation right for this ballet and I think that's reflected in some of the song choices choice. you know very so smooth, we'll get into perfect it perfect for the type of music she's doing the first track I've got for you this week to go check out is from Biaba Doobie and it is called The Perfect Pair. She is born in the Philippines, raised in London, and if you've heard her name, you may have been familiar with her first hit, which was, I think, around six years ago. A track was called Coffee. The Perfect Pair, the thing that caught me, was the rhythmic foundation of it. Um, When I was in college, I started as a music major, a percussion major in particular, and if my memory serves me correctly, this is a Samba beat that kind of holds down things rhythmically here. And it sets a really nice foundation for this ballad. Her voice is killer. It's, you know, very smooth. It's perfect for the type of music she's doing. And honestly, for the kind of melancholy, worn out mood that I'm in right now, uh, it just spoke to me. So i um, glad that I can kind of find this one for you. And I hope you enjoy it once you check it out. Um, Now, one thing that I found interesting is this doesn't look like a new song, although I found it on the new music playlists. Um, So maybe that 6% layoff, somebody new is doing the job and they kind of messed up. Uh, Who knows? But maybe that accounts for the lack of quality this week, because like I said, it was a rough week. All right. All right before I get into the second song, I got to tell a a funny story. Um, I went to the dentist last week and I don't like going to the dentist. And honestly, I don't know that many people do. There's probably a few psychopaths, but anyway, I'm sitting there and and I'm having my teeth cleaned and you know, the hygienist currently has the giant metal hook and she's scraping my teeth. Um, And I'm hearing on the music system in the the office what uh, another podcast called beyond yacht rock described as divorce core music. And it's coming from a Sirius XM channel called the bridge. And I just start chuckling as you know, she has this giant hook in my mouth. And if you don't know what divorce core is um, I'll save you, you know, l- go listen to their podcast. It's funny, but Basically it's described as um, kind of sad male singer songwriters singing about lost love or, you know, just kind of being on their own. And it's one of those things that the divorced dad might play for their kid to be like, this is cool music, you know, and try and connect that way in a very cringy way. But anyway, so this is what I'm listening to. Uh, and it's horrendous to listen to it while you're being tortured. Um, so, I'm just like I'm so I'm just struggling. And I finally, you know, at a break, I have this brainstorm and I share it with the hygienist and I said, "Hey, why can't we have rock and roll dentists? How great would it be rather than being barraged by artists like Sting or Rod Stewart um when you're getting your teeth cleaned to have something that, you know, is a little more upbeat." And uh she laughed, I laughed. And then eventually the dentist came in and I pitched the idea of the rock and roll dentist. And he tells this story about one time they had the spectrum on in the, in the office and the spectrum is classic rock through today's music. And he said that some of the clientele who are older that come to the dentist complained that that music was too heavy. And that, that truly made me laugh. So if you're a dentist and you want to change it up and, Attract a slightly different clientele. Be the rock and roll dentist. The second song I've got this week is from Death Cab for Cutie, and it's called Pepper. Now, I normally wouldn't talk about well-established artists like Death Cab, Death Cab for Cutie. But, again, I was in a mood. This song came on, and um, it's classic Death Cab, if you're familiar with Death Cab. Uh, really smart lyrics, really clean music. Um... And I had to go back and look to when their first album came out, which was 2005. Uh, their first big hit was Soul Meets Body. You might know that track. And um, shortly after that, I Will Possess Your Heart came out, which is another another big one. Um, so if you're, if you're not familiar, maybe worth going checking out their uh, catalog of music. The new album comes out. I've heard a couple of tracks off of it at this point, and I like it. Um, so Death Cab for Cutie, Pepper is definitely one to check out this week. All right. I'm joined by my oldest daughter, Jenna, and she wanted to come on the podcast today and talk a little bit about Liana. Liana or Liana?
1: I'm not. I don't.
0: Mm. We're going to go with Liana Firestone. Okay, yeah. So, Jenna, tell me all about Liana Firestone.
1: Um, okay. So, she is a, from what I can tell self-producing like unsigned artist um and she's been releasing music um for like three years now i guess since it's 2023 um but she released started releasing stuff in 2020. um i found her in 2022 so last year through her album um forward slash um can't tell you where i found her it might have been on instagram might have been on a spotify playlist um but The first song I heard from her was Just Attention slash Patterns. And um, if you've noticed that based on last episode um, with her song Tennessee slash I Always Knew, this was kind of a theme for her album um, where she had one part of a song and then she kind of had this smaller interlude of, of, of the different song. And I really loved the duality of that. And having it was really two feelings of whatever she was saying about in the song, because, um, you know, in life, you have two feelings or multiple feelings about situations. And this was kind of her way of, of putting it all together into a song, uh, which I really, really liked. So I found Just Attention, um, which is definitely one of my faves. Um,
0: definitely not safe for work.
1: No. <laughs> Lots of f-bombs because, you know, teenaging. Um and yeah, so it was really good and I started listening to the rest of it. Um, and some of my other faves from the album, um, are Diet Coke slash inside, Gambling Addiction slash eleven eleven and Spitten slash vulnerable. Um, the whole album is great. Um, I loved truly every song. Um, but I particularly like these ones, I think, cause they were just a little bit more upbeat and then they had kind of the softer side in the, in the epilogue part. Um, and in general, I just appreciated her lyric, lyricist, I don't know. Englishing is hard.
0: Lyrical content.
1: Sure. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> and just kind of her storytelling, um, and it really spoke to me being a, regretful teenager um in just like how dating is hard and people are dumb and boys are rude and we have to date through the internet which should not be a thing but it is um and also she speaks a lot about kind of her issues with body image which is something that i cope with and i think a lot of people in my generation cope with because of social media um and so it was just really nice to to hear something truly authentic, um, and so she's yeah she's just she's a really really excellent artist.
0: So you introduced her to me on our trip to Pittsburgh when we went and saw Johnny Swim, mm-hmm. and the first track you played for me was Diet Coke, mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is really interesting, and I found the the whole forward slash concept fascinating because I, I like that kind of little afterthought about you f- when you finish a song mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on what the song was Yeah. but when you played Just Attention I immediately drew a comparison to Annie DeFranco um, so if you are an Ani DeFranco fan I would check out Just Attention and see if you draw the same correlation that I do uh, because it I, honestly it kind of hooked me just because I had a reference point um, and I've too have enjoyed the entire album like i've actually listened to it probably once a week just kind of uh in my regular rotation if i need something little not down but just different different i'll throw that on so let's let's jump into the new ep that she put out last week
1: mm-hmm. yeah so she last week put out a ep with um five songs on it four new ones um called public displays of affection and um the first song on it is the one that she had previously released um and it's called you just didn't like me that much um so we've moved away from the the forward slash which honestly there's a part of me that's really sad about that but i I know you don't want to milk
0: a concept
1: (laughs) yeah i know but but I really liked having the little bit extra.
0: That I did too. But this EP is definitely a mood change for her.
1: Yeah, because Girls in Love. And ma'am, I'm happy for her, but I'm sad for me because I like the angry music and the sad music. Because <laughs> like, that's just not where I'm at. And um, yeah, it's definitely a different vibe. Um, Obviously, the first one, she's still grumpy and sad. Um but it's kind of like a realization of moving on. And then she like, it's, it's definitely her thought process through this new rela- relationship. I love that. I love when artists put it in order and don't make me guess. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And thank you to Spotify for finally fixing that shuffle an album thing when you, mm-hmm. and I guess I should thank Adele because Adele was the one that said,
1: she fought hey, that.
0: Yeah. She's like, you need to fix this because I put these things in order for a reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely, it's definitely a, uh, Like a concept album, Mm
1: -hmm. you know,
0: or an EP, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Because the second track is Reincarnation. Yep. Right. That's the one that you like. Yeah. I I dig that one. Um, I just think it's fun kind of thinking about karma in relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's just, I don't know. The only thing that bugs me a little bit, and I compare it to the prior production for the album, is there's a little bit of auto-tune In her voice, and I think she has such a beautiful voice it's Mm -hmm. unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And she's got talent. Yeah. Um, and there's just certain notes where you can feel it like you know, they they shoot they really pulled it down, but it was intentional. It wasn't like she was off pitch. Mm -hmm. It was for the effect.
1: Yeah. Which is something that you hate in disguise. And I do. But here's the thing like this is the music that I have to listen to. Like
0: I've raised you better than that.
1: (sighs) But I have to stay relevant. Like I can't just become a Grandma Hobbit. Like <laughs> I, people already think I'm old at heart. I don't need to like just turn into dust. Oh. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that more. And in you saying that, I went back and revisited her like early stuff that she released in 2020, and she's definitely evolved as an artist. Because I, I listened to those those first couple songs um, that she released, and it's fully just her and a mic and maybe some type of program that layered her vocal twice maybe and a guitar and yeah. like i love that she's definitely developed more as a lyricist so i'm not a huge fan of those songs they're still great but um
0: yeah if you want to yeah. if you want to hear pure talent find her videos on tiktok like yeah. the early ones where she like right when she started writing music and mm-hmm. like really putting it out there um because just just the pure talent in her voice is amazing so totally um but anyway back to the ep
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but yeah so dad really likes uh reincarnation um that's not a one that really stood out to me um personally my favorite is god in the government um
0: that, that one's just cute lyrically right because
1: like, it, it's really funny so the, the concept is that she um doesn't necessarily want to get married like but She'd, she'd do it for. She'd him. do it for him. And while that is nauseating, <laughs> the way, the way that she the way that she presents it with this cool like kind of alternative beat behind it really puts me in her in her shoes, and I enjoy that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And my favorite part is when she does like. I love when artists do this. Um, totally got it from Taylor Swift. I, it's totally her um her thing first but like putting in like a speaking part um in the middle of their song and she says something along the lines of i take you to move my lawfully wedded husband for tax purposes and or true love until death do us part or we break up i'm in and i cackle every time like it's just so good and that that frame of mind is just like so my generation so it speaks to me (laughs) um but yeah in general like it, it's a good album it's definitely more lovey-dovey so i mean i hope she's happy but i hope that she kind of takes a turn and starts writing about not necessarily her own experience and like just like gives me more angry sad but i don't know
0: the one thing i know about relationships is they ebb and flow so yeah, yeah. you you might uh I don't know. I might get an
1: angry Ellen. I was to say
0: we don't we don't uh, <laughs> Leanna. we don't wish that you break up with with dude no. cuz it sounds like you're truly happy and we I, and we want that I for you. I hope you're happy
1: forever. I just love your music too much. <laughs> right.
0: You've got a gift for sadness. <laughs> but we love you. It's it's, it's I all promise. love. Yeah. Um awesome. So when Leanna tours you think we want to go see? I'm down. You're down. Yeah, especially because
1: okay. she like released a little bit more music, um, enough for like a full concert. Because I saw, she did like a mini tour um, in 2022 for forward slash, um, but it was like in Columbus, and I think the dates were weird. And I was already dragging you to Johnny Swim, so um, yeah. I was not gonna <laughs> indulge you more. <laughs> she
0: is currently on tour with Newfound Glory, but I don't think they're any, coming anywhere close to us. Mm. And I don't know if I'd want to go see New Found Glory I don't know what
1: that is, so I'm just... Yeah. yeah.
0: So, all right. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you. Definitely go check out Leanna Firestone's new album, or her new EP, I should say, Public Displays of Affection. It's good stuff. And honestly, uh, Forward Slash is a phenomenal album, like I said. Uh, Go check out that one as well. All right. The next song that I have in this episode for new music. I debated if I included or not. Again, with Death Cab, I said, you know, I don't like to talk about, you know, established artists. Um, I like to kind of feature new artists that people haven't heard, but I've been a Dave Matthews band fan for a very, 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 very long time. Um, I believe back in the day I had a double digit warehouse number. Like I think I was in the seventies. So, um, and based on that number, you got, you know, kind of seats close to the stage. So again, long time, long time fan. And they've got a new album coming out. They're going on tour this summer. And the new song they have coming out, or the new song that is out actually, is Madman's Eyes. Now, um, this is a a great song. And it's funny because like, I used to be a warehouse member and then I kind of let it lapse because some of the music they were putting out, I just didn't, kind of get into. Um, but this song in particular was really cool. And it's so funny because sometimes songs and albums will be like, Oh yeah, that's, I'm really into that. Like, um, big whiskey and the grew Gru Grux King, uh, was a fantastic album. Um, but like American baby was awful in my, in my opinion. This new song "Madman's Eyes" has this really cool Middle Eastern chord progression. I don't know if it's Arabic or Persian or Turkish, um, but there's a very distinct feel to it. Like, and it reminds me of older Dave Matthews uh, songs, particularly the one that came to mind was "Minarets," uh, which has a very similar kind of chord progression. Um, looking forward to the new album. Um, you know, give it a chance as always, but definitely check out if you're a Dave Matthews fan. Definitely check out Madman's Eyes. Um, And speaking of of Dave Matthews and his tour this summer, this brings me to something I wanted to talk about this week. Um, I've been reading blogs and and talking on Twitter uh, with some different folks and talking about the state of music. And I've touched on this a little bit. Uh, I touched on it, I think, last episode, talking about artificial intelligence and how that can affect music and autotune and all that good stuff. Um, but it's really interesting. So when a new artist has a viral hit or a hit in general, you know, the next obvious thing is that they're going to have to go out and tour and perform on stage. A lot of these artists don't have the experience like someone like a Dave Matthews does. You know, when Dave Matthews was starting out, they would play in every bar and frat house that they could set their gear up in. And by the time they put out Under the Table and Dreaming and had their big hit, they had already probably played a thousand shows. So when they were on stage, they knew how to interact with the crowd. They knew how to play a show. They knew how to structure a set list. And I don't think the artists today just they don't have that same Muscle that they flexed over and over again. And I think that's, it's part of the problem, honestly, and, and the way music is kind of falling off as far as quality. Um, But I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. It's just another thing that I see that's changing in the musical landscape, which I feel is a loss. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't help my mood at all either. Anyway, this is probably something I'm going to talk about fairly regularly anytime I see some kind of blog post or discussion around the state of music or songwriting or whatever. Oh, speaking of which, I forget what social media platform it was, but they're advertising this AI lyric application where if you don't know how to write the song, it'll write it for you. And whoever coded that, I would like to squarely punch you in the throat. Okay, deep breath. Deep breath. The next song um, is from an artist named Edie Benz, B-E-N-S. And the song is called Head Over Heels. She's only 23 years old. Uh, She's from Wales and uh, lives in London now. And I was looking at her Spotify profile and I love the fact that I actually saw live photos, like photos of her performing in different clubs. So, yay for you edie for actually getting out and playing in person um but this track was really well put together um you know nothing really over the top of the production just a really well put together song she's got a beautiful voice um the one thing that really stuck out for me on this track uh was the pre-chorus and that's basically kind of the the chorus before the chorus. And the reason it stuck out to me is I had a flashback to when I was back in a band, we had submitted our music to some professional songwriter reviewing service. And they complained that we didn't have pre-choruses in our songs. So I was like, Oh God, that, but it was kind of the first pre-chorus I've heard in a while that really stuck with me. Um, So definitely appreciated the songwriting here and um, looking forward to hearing more from her, quite frankly. It was a, a nice way to finish out the week. So, I don't have a featured track this week because I've decided to reveal the top five places, songs. So the top five songs about geography, um, and we actually have enough votes and enough overlap to actually have a top five and a distinct number one. So. Coming in at number five was Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell. Number four was New York State of Mind by Billy Joel. Number three was London Calling by The Clash. Number two shocked me, but it was Omaha from The Counting Crows. And then the number one song voted on by you, the listeners, is Country Roads by John Denver. Now, Let me tell you, you haven't lived your life until you've been anywhere in West Virginia. It happened to me. I was in Morgantown, West Virginia at the campus of West Virginia University. And when the team wins a NCAA tournament game and you're in the bar and the entire bar starts singing country roads, the goosebumps that you get in that moment is pretty crazy, Um, but that is the number one song country roads by John Denver. Now next month. So for the month of February, we are going to be collecting songs, preparing ourselves for St. Patrick's day. We are going to be collecting your top five drinking songs. So songs that mention booze, maybe they're kind of, you know, Irish rock, you know, the Dubliners, um, the paper boys, great big C, any of those kind of bands will fit this bill. So send me your top five drinking songs. You're going to go to songs that don't suck.net. You're going to go to the menu at the top and there says, uh, this month's top five, you go in there, fill out the form and you're done. Easy as that. If you don't have five, if you only got like one, two or three, send them my way. We'll add them to the list and we'll, those votes will count but it's going to be awesome because that we're going to put that playlist together. We're going to share it out and you're going to have an amazing St. Patrick's day. So with that, we'll finish up with a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you for listening again. Be sure and like share review the podcast. If your platform allows that Um, helps me out helps uh, future listeners out. Hopefully they check out based on your reviews. Um, I'm on social media, primarily on Twitter I seem to be most active there, but I do share content to Instagram, uh, TikTok and Facebook if you're on any of those platforms as well. So I'm curious as I am with the full version with the cliff notes version, I obviously changed it up a little bit and kind of sprinkled the new music in between some talking points. Um, so let me know what you think. Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Let me know. And with that, um, Zach, take us on home. Thanks for listening. And until next week, keep searching for and listening to Songs That Don't Suck.